0: Greetings, family. Welcome back to the Mining Diamonds podcast. With our podcast, Nakia, Jim and I curate conversations that founders and entrepreneurs would find valuable either for their information or the conversation. In our latest episode, The Mindset, we find esteemed actor and real estate developer Malik Yoba sitting alongside noted producer Dan Pearson in a conversation about the conditioning of one's mind to overcome obstacles, whether it be their environment, lack of education, or access to funding. It's your mindset that'll carry you through even the worst of
1: times as a business person. Being alive, a human in this time is not easy. At the end of the day, it is our mindset Mm -hmm. that is going to change the world, change our lived environment. The mindset combined with consistency is indeed some of the keys to success as a founder. It's not about the big success. It's did you do the thing in that moment right. that you believed was possible? Don't worry about all the steps. Did you do the first one? Right. Then did you do the second one? Let's and go. if you do that every day, it compounds. I really, 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 really can't wait to hear this great talk at the table with
0: these great minds. I hope you enjoy it. This is
2: Mining Diamonds.
0: We'd like to welcome, you know, our guest, Malik Yoba and his partner, Dan Pearson, to the table. And, and, and you know, let's just get to it. I have a great discussion. I mean, we talked a lot behind stage, you know, mm-hmm. about things, you know, and um, you're a serial entrepreneur. You know, like, you know, case in point, Cloudwater. Right. You know, this is your, I mean, you know, and the smart thing is that, what I've learned, is that when you're in the beverage market, you know, this is one of the most profitable businesses to be in. You uh, know,
1: and the most diff- one of the most difficult too. So, uh, my boy Mark Siden, uh, who's my friend since seventh grade, uh, we were in a band together in seventh grade. We've been friends ever since. So he started the company, and he brought me into it. Mm. So um,
3: So wait, before we talk about Cl- cloud water. Yep. I want to go all the way back. I want to go
1: all, all the way back because you and
3: I've, I've seen some interviews, and you've been like, "Oh, I was an entrepreneur before I was an actor." And right. most people know you as an actor.
1: Well, if you yeah, okay, so I'm
3: just saying, yeah. Give me your story. When did you know you were an entrepreneur?
1: Um, so I grew, My father always said, uh, "Besides, black man got a hustle. Black man got a hustle." He always said, "Build your own generator." so when they turn off the power, you still have lights.
0: You got that tattoo? Let's see that. I quick. got that
1: tattoo. Y'all want to get a close-up of that? <laughs> right there. See that? Can you get that, What camera's going to grab that? You got that? Can you see it?
0: Now that's a powerful statement right there.
1: So, yeah, build your own generator so when they turn off the power, you still have lights. So that's just a mentality we were, you know, in. My mm. father had many hustles. You know, he was an x-ray tech. He sold clothes. Later on in life, I found I sold weed. <laughs> I found the stash, you know, uh, the gun and the bullets and the and the, and the money. Um, I was like, oh shit! Like he had it all portioned out. Um, but that—that's how we were raised, you know. I had a paper route from eight years old, where we lived in the building we lived in.
3: How yeah. did you get your paper route? Because I grew yep. up reading books, trying to sign up for paper routes in the back. Nah, there was no sign up. Like, nah, there so was. There was a, there was a, a
1: store home. downstairs, so I grew up in, we grew up in 1199 Plaza on First Avenue from hundred and. That's on the East Side of Harlem. Uh, yeah, hundred sixth street to hundred eleventh. Mm-hmm. There's four buildings. There used to be a stationary store called Cards and Stuff. It was owned by Nick and Ray, who was those North Carolina hustlers like the Frank Lucas era. Mm. They were number runners, they, they moved heroin, but they had these stationery stores, one in where we grew up and one in central Harlem. And so they appreciated the hustle in these little kids. My brother, our neighbor John, so we, we like it was eight of us, <laughs> two of us took a building, you start on the 32nd floor, and you come all the way down, and you, know, you developed your customers and you sold uh, newspapers. Mm. Every Sunday, from eight years old to sixteen. Wow! So,
0: so that's dedication. That yeah,
1: the, the blackout in nineteen seventy-seven. The elevators didn't work. We uh-huh. carried water upstairs for 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 money. You know, you were always trying to figure out a little hustle, how to get some. The, the old cats used to say, you know, you got to keep gapper in your pocket. You got to keep some gapper in right. your pocket. And the gapper was, you had to put some money in your pocket. Right. So,
3: did you keep all the money, or you had to give it to your parents?
1: had yeah. to save. So, my father. um <laughs> It's a funny story how I found the gun and the bullets. Um, so he made me give him money every week. Um, <laughs> I've actually never told this story. Um, he, he made me give him money every week. So at this point, at the age of like 15, I'd save maybe $400 mm-hmm. or something. And he was big on budgeting, right? So you couldn't spend it, you had to save, you had to budget, spend only you know certain things. Um, and then um, I couldn't, uh, get this bike I I took some of my savings and I put a down payment on the bike I got in trouble uh, uh, for racing BMX in Jersey without telling my father that I went to Jersey so I'm mm-hmm. saving money to get this bike, he tells me I can't get the bike um, I have to take the money off of the um, down payment so I was like yo I'm going to lose this money so I walk in his room one day and he's cleaning a gun I didn't even know my father had a gun and there's a little compartment next to his bed that's open. And he had this like bookshelf kind of thing built around the wall that covered the radiator. So the little door, I only knew you turned the radiator on it. What I didn't know, there was like a dummy wall Mm. where he kept all his shit. So he's cleaning the gun and um, I walk in, I see it, and I sit down and just kind of peep the situation. A couple of days later when he's not home, I go snooping. Hmm. I open the thing, I see the gun, see rolls of cash, see the weed portioned out. So this money that I lost, that he made me take, I see the cash. (laughs) So I took. You took your your portion. I took my portion. Yeah, and I tapped each bag of weed. (laughs) (laughs) So you started your own hustle to my friends. (laughs) I just gave it to my friends, and so um, you know that is the hustle was always there it's right. kind of what i'm saying it's like in the dna my father had to hustle whether well, he had to hide it from us but the one thing he made sure is that we have we need it mm-hmm. and so that was the example no matter what he worked in the hospital he worked in a clinic he sold clothes he had customers he'd sell women's clothes like saint john's type suits like knit suits mm-hmm. he'd go to delancey street mm-hmm. and he'd st- like store them in the crib and every weekend he'd go and hand them out. So,
3: so you're not afraid to sell,
1: huh? Selling all the time, baby. If you're not selling, you're buying. And
3: it's, it's I'd right. rather be
1: selling, right? If you're it's not selling, you're buying. Definitely.
3: I think, for me personally, like I hate selling. I hate selling. <coughs> you're always having selling. to sell, your but that's self. the
1: problem, right there. What you just said. Tell me. You just played a clip that said, "Thoughts become things." True that. So the thing is, that's now your fact.
4: You hate selling. You're right. You hate it. So now it becomes your truth. Yeah, but I could but change that. Sales is also the most lucrative position you could have in All the, the time. So you gotta sell.
3: I know. Most businesses when they start they get their CEO, the CFO, salesperson. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the three most important and then yeah, your, your legal people, right? But those are the most important positions. It's just like I don't know. It just I hate talking about myself. I hate feeling like I'm now, like so that's, selling, selling yourself selling?
4: is different from, from selling. Like I don't I don't like selling myself. That's like a cheap lawyer. Like I'd rather have somebody that's else awesome. talk about Right. My characteristics than me going in a room and telling somebody, Oh, I did this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It just sounds like you fully yourself as opposed to somebody else telling your story. Now it sounds like you're a great person. Right. I mean when I was younger, when I
0: was like in high school, you know, I kind of found myself because I went I had this class called mentorship. And in mentorship, you know, your job was basically, you know, the task was basically to find an area of business you want to go in. And I, for some reason, I was like, I want to do advertising. And, you know, I was a very imaginative kid. So I liked snowboarding at the time, but I've never done it, you know. But in my mind, I was a snowboarder, you know, <laughs> even though I've never done it. And at this time, you know, my mother had moved us out of New York into like northern West Virginia. And it was like, you know, kind of like, okay, now I get a new space to be somebody different, you know, and be able to try new things. And I basically, for my mentorship project, made a snowboard company, took a marker, you know, cause back then, you just it wasn't no Photoshop or anything like that, I took a marker, draw out a tag called Mr. Bozak, because EPMD was my favorite band. So I put Bozak snowboards, right, and then, I convinced my mother to send off this graphic to a snowboard company for like $300 to make one snowboard, right? Did that, took a picture of the snowboard, right? Put it in Quark, because that's how old this was. Remember Quark? (laughs) Yeah. Made an ad in Quark, right? And then I I had one T-shirt. I could only afford uh, one T-shirt, right, to be made. So it was like Bozak T-shirt, and it was blue on white. And then I looked in the paper, and I saw Ice-T was coming with body count. So I snuck out. I went down to this place called the Nyabingi Dance Hall, stood outside, waited for Ice tea to come out all sweaty. And I was like, look, look, I got that. I was trying to pitch him. And he just grabbed the shirt and just looked at it and just hold, held it like this. And I took a picture, right, with an old, like, old, like, you know, like snap camera, like, you know, the little, you know, disposable camera. And that was my presentation. I came back into school and the teacher was like, you got an A+++. Wow. You know, and that started me off on like. That's genius, bro. I mean, it just it it. I didn't know like I, but you did know. I did. It was like ingrained in me, and I, I was like, "Yo!" And once I learned that, I was like, "Wait, I could just think about stuff and do it." Yeah. And then later in life, I learned about sales because same thing. I wanted to get money, but there was nobody hiring. I worked in a Chinese restaurant, and like it was horrible because they would always yell. They would, I was in jokes. For the whole Chinese like kitchen staff, fat boy, you get the vegetable. <laughs> you know what I'm was, they sit there, smoke cigarettes, be like, "Fat boy, you get the vegetable." You know, get carried the vegetable by myself. And, you know, and for revenge, I steal all the ice cream bars and give them to my friends and stuff. But and then after that, I was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners because. I was like,
4: yo. Kirby vacuum cleaner. (laughs) You know. I remember I used to come to the door with the salesman, used to knock on the door, like, yo, we got these Kirby vacuum cleaners.
0: $1,200 vacuum cleaners in West Virginia in the 90s. I sold three of them and I had no car. I would carry this fucking vacuum cleaner all throughout like the rural West Virginia, knock on trailer parks. That was me. I was determined.
3: That's what they call pounding the pavement, pound right? Pounding the
1: pavement. Wow, that's real. But well, that's that spirit, man. Yeah. That's what this show is about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jim
3: said you had a large family. Yeah, it was all your like all your siblings same.
1: Same what? Same. Mother and father is fucked no. up. No, that? that's not <laughs> what I was gonna that's ask you. That's idea. not what you I was gonna what ask you. White people do. do. White people go. Oh, so is it
3: no, same, I was, was gonna say that same. y'all all have the same like ethos. Also? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. That's Definitely no slackers. Definitely no slackers. I will say that his whole family. Yeah. Is on they grind everybody yeah. to the to this date. Yeah, there's no slackers. Definitely. They got a, it's a bu- I'm talking about it's a it's bunch of, of them. He was yeah. older than us, yeah. but the sisters are all my age, like yeah. Yeah. Rahima, Suhaila, right. Chaya, right? right? Um, who's the f- that was it right? Nah, Mina and, and yeah, Fatima, the oldest, two oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah They was old. They was yeah. they was your age, yeah. so you was yeah. a little bit older than us. But yeah, or now you look, you they all everybody's doing their thing sure.
1: everybody's doing yeah. well great yeah but it's important I mean I think you know if I could leave anything today it's about what we just talked about the mindset what you mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. you just exemplified the point I was trying mm-hmm. to make which right. is how do we teach our young folks to think cause that's what's missing right. Right. everybody's trying to be like somebody else goals right I, I put a picture up then those are your goals cause they're my goals that's crazy fuck about your goals but, but that's like, to, to, to your advantage you had somebody there to teach you that well, that, that's my arrive. father always talked about. My job is to teach you to think. Mm. There was no TV in the house; there were books. Mm. So we had you come to my house now. I Have like people go? You know, Damn, you read all those books? Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, so, but
4: what about the kids who didn't have that luxury of having an actual father I, there to teach them these things? How do we reach? How do we reach? That's
1: them? why you're doing this show. Yeah, that was me.
2: That was me. And I found the father in the, the unlikeliest place, in the mafia. How wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait a second we're going to we gonna have to delve into this like tell me about this please <laughs> you know like Jim said it's better when other people talk about you so this is Mr. Dan Pearson he's many things right. um, he's a miracle he's 62 years old he's walking and he's sane and he's not a crackhead this is a man who has raised many other you know 30 40 other young people to manhood grown wow. folks people like Jim's jeweler like Paul like people I don't know if he's your jeweler, jeweler. He's yeah. a, he, no. he's a jeweler. like raise him from sons right mm. like along with his own son his namesake um, he is a man who uh, speaks things into existence which we talk about we shake a lot of trees together um, we first met when he was a, a music manager for the group Soul For Real mm. when I was doing mm. New York Undercover uh, he was also a cop at that time so he was a the detective mm-hmm. that was also on his grind with The Hustle as a manager. Uh, he's been a Golden Glove champ. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been many things. He's also the author or the, the screenwriter of a, a film called They Call Me Danny Boy, which is his life story, which is Precious meets um, Goodfellas meets Boys in the Hood. This man was raised by a mafia boss. That sounds juicy. He was kicked out the house at 11. We went to where he grew up three weeks ago. Yeah. We, we we've been real emotional, he and I, and we can get into that in a minute. But um, there was a 90-year-old man sitting on a stoop. So, oh, Danny boy, Danny. Oh, this little boy, he was a little bitty thing. He was a little bitty thing. Oh, he beat up the big boy, the Puerto Ricans. They didn't think he knew Spanish. We learned Spanish over there. Fuck with, with the Puerto Rican girls. And the big boy came at him, knocked him out, always protecting people. He used to live in that little abandoned car because his mama was so mean, she kicked him out the house. At 11 years old, his mama kicked him out the house. Mm. He used to live in an abandoned car, abandoned buildings. He broke up a fight two black a black kid and a Puerto Rican kid trying to steal the sneakers of a little white kid in East New York in the 70s he saved that kid he, run, he walks away the kid follows him what's your name? they introduce each other my father owns the garage down the block the father happened to be my boss mm. took him home cleaned him he had green teeth at 9 years old mm. cleaned him up fed him Got to take you back home. Drove back to East New York. He can't stay here. What do you mean he can't stay here? You're the grandparents. His mom is crazy. He can't stay here. What the fuck you mean he can't stay here? My boss goes back in the car. Doors are hanging open. He's standing there not knowing what to do. 11 years old. What do I do? Uh, you going to let the air conditioning or the fucking heat? Close the fucking door. Get in the fucking car. Get in the fucking car. What are you going to do? <laughs> Get in the fucking car. And this is the rest of the fucking story. The guy raises him. For really? so the rest of his guy's fucking life, he's raised by a fucking white guy <laughs> that talks like this all fucking day long. Let me tell you something. The guy's the fucking best. The guy's got a heart to fucking go, I tell you. He's a bad, bad fucking man. Bad fucking man, this guy. So he's got a story. I'm going to tell his fucking story. I told it to you. Yep. I'm going to tell it to you on film. Brutal. It's going to be
2: one of the greatest fucking movies ever fucking it's made. Sound it like, I mean, sounds so, like You like I've been a father to many children who are grown men and women today so you know the Italians call me Danny Boy that's why it's called they call me Danny Boy and so I call myself Danny the Apple Seed because I spread seeds all over they grow in the trees I pick an apple Mm. I'm never alone so that's how you get a Paulie Mazda who sells you your jewelry that's how you get an ostrich braille over there the clothing line that's how you get this kid that kid that kid they grow up
3: Right. But you still had a dad. Like, you still had a dad. Eventually, you still were raised by a dad. I had a dad. So, going back to Jim's question like this, tons of kids who are not as fortunate to meet somebody that's going to take them in. And they just roam in the streets or whatever, couch surfing, staying with this person, their friends, mom, let them crash for a little bit. Right? Like, what? How? Where do they get These messages from Where do uh, they get
2: Those values Instilled in them I'll say this You know I was homeless Before the word Came in vogue I knew what it is To be hungry But that hunger It taught me um, Not to be hungry again Amen So I'll never be The next person's prey But if I have to Turn into a predator I will Um, That's why I've been a father To many Mm -hmm. and, you know, when these kids ask me, grown men and women, what, you know, how do I pay you? You pass it on. Be what I was to you, to someone else, and have them pass it on. So it becomes exponential. You know, listen, I'm a filmmaker. I tell white stories. I tell the stories like they tell my story. They tell our stories. I tell black stories, too. I employ people i teach people how to employ people because me myself i'm the world i'm the world's worst employee i'm not gonna be an employee Mm.
3: so let me ask you both like how did you learn because you both are talking about stories of hustling right like it was all i'm not saying scrappy but y'all were like scrapping how did you turn that into entrepreneurship like you know what I'm saying like when did you know you was an entrepreneur where'd you, where'd you learn that word
1: uh, that le- word came later in life I mean you're just doing shit like my father was not about excuses period it was about get shit done and contribute to the community mm. right so if you walk down the, the hall and there was a piece of paper in the hallway pick it up I didn't put it you live here pick it up right uh, we watched him go get food for hungry families and deliver it to them you know, take in family. So this, it's, it's I, I think it's more about how proactive are you in your life, mm-hmm. in all areas of your life, right? So, you know, it starts with the mind. Right. Do you believe you have the capacity to achieve X, Y, Z? Right,
0: right. Everything Is it
1: irrefutable for you? Mm-hmm. Well, people will come and try to tell you what you can't do, especially people who don't have, because they don't have the ability to vision because they don't see it. But if you're gifted with sight, third eye sight mm-hmm. you know what I mean divine light sight right then you have to follow that that's why you carry those vacuum cleaners because you understood there was something on the other side yeah and there totally. was something in you that just kept and you have to listen to that in mean, those and
0: days so, I def- definitely didn't want to lug that yeah <laughs> but you did off it, a bus you knew you and know?
1: then you use that as reflection mm-hmm. and and fuel next time you have self-doubt well
0: you, you know? know what I got from that I got if I can do this you can do Then I can benefit. talk my I mean I literally talk my way into everything that I have now.
4: Yeah. yeah. We we all have. Everybody. Here. I say so when God shows you something, don't act like you ain't see it. What was well, your first job, Jim? Mm, my first job? Yeah. My very, very first job? Like when I first started making money or like a first real job. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. that's good. Um,
4: that's a good one.
3: So No, I want to know your first job. My like, first, your first real job? job?
4: Yeah. Um I graduated six months early from high school. Um, My grandmother was not having it. She was like, you cannot just stay in this house doing nothing, no matter if you graduated early. So at my church, there was a program named Vehicles, career, career skilled and job training organization that was ran by a lady by the name of Janet Barrett who quit her job for being the VP of the whole Chase Banking to come back and help people and teach them how to operate inside the office space so learning how to deal with computers in what's this 94 when Gateway just came out uh, and uh, it was Gateway all 2000 the, and it was all the cow packaging and it was like Microsoft 2.0 or some shit like that. Um, From there, K. she ended up <laughs> start putting us into law firms and getting us jobs in law firms in various places, like mail rooms, et cetera, et cetera. And that was actually my first job in high school. And it was a pretty, pretty good experience. But the funny thing about that is this same job was the job that propelled me to do music As I came to Work one morning And my manager Les Cool dude from Parkchester Funniest shit Just bullshit All day uh, Radio was playing Biggie record was on Rings and rocks filled with rocks And my jam Knocks And your Mishibishi Girls people When they see me And I was like what the fuck, the fuck is going on? <laughs> 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 I then got up and told Les, I can't do this no more, bro. It's been real. <laughs> I gave him a five. And you turned out of there and started my journey. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's Just like that. That was the, that was the first and last job ever. That's amazing.
2: One thing I want to say, one of the things I did was, and I do, and I taught my son and other sons and women and this that, and the other, that verbiage is everything. We don't, I taught them, there's no can't, no maybe, no hope, no try. You either do or you don't. Because those other words are entrances into something with a, an excuse why something didn't happen. So don't tell me you're going to try. I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm not going to deal with you. I don't want to know you. Exactly. I don't accept, I don't sit at the table... And the people I sit at the table and eat with are the people I consider friends, loved ones. Associates can stand over there and talk to me from a distance because everyone at the table has have to be able to trust. Mm. And that is how I live, and that's what I've taught. We take care of each other. So what one can eat, we all can eat. Nobody gets fat, but nobody goes hungry.
4: Mm -hmm. Try is a different word. Like when you see somebody doing something and you tell them, "Ah, I see you doing it, and they be like, yeah, I'm trying. Well, being humble was one thing, but being confident in who you are is another thing. So mm-hmm. I always tell my brothers that you're not trying, nigga, you're doing.
2: That's it.
4: I just told you, I see you doing it. You talking about you trying, now you doing. We ain't trying nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Words I are feel magic. Like, yeah, I felt, but I, I feel magic.
3: like a lot of times, like, when you say that, it's because you haven't reached a certain level of success, right? Like, you, ha- you don't feel like you've done it until. The,
1: I don't want to. No. I just go back to the mindset. Like, we're going to spend time talking today. Let's speak affirmatively, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. let's be on the same accord that we're trying to move consciousness forward. Mm-hmm. So, it's about actualizing because we believe it first. Mm-hmm. You have to see it first. This is what I'm doing. Right. And so my so lessons for me, I used to wonder what it felt like to get shot. Real story. Mm. I did, growing up where we grew up. First time I saw somebody get shot, I was probably ten years old. I got a gun put to my head when I was twelve. I got shot at fifteen. I manifested that. Right? I walked down the street and some I used to go to Park West High School. There's a fight after school, kids getting beaten up by a big group of like nine kids. Mm. And uh I end up in the fray pushing and shoving. Next thing I know, I'm getting shot. Um, I also used to want to go to the Olympics in bobsled. When I saw the 84 Olympics at Lake Placid, I was like, I want to do that. When I was standing at the top of the bobsled running Calgary in 1993 mm. making cool runnings, I was like, yo, I'm at the top. I'm fucking bobsled. <laughs> yeah. So, having been able to manifest things in Part of the journey is also studying Buddhism, starting at 16, understanding the law of causality. People speak about intention now and, you know, um, uh, um, I forget the common term that people are throwing around. But as as a kid, understanding that what I thought was actually an action. Mm -hmm. So if the law of causality is true, what goes up must come down, Mm -hmm. right? What we think has impact. It must manifest. Then it comes as a word. Mm-hmm. Then it comes as the action. Mm-hmm. That's why he's saying you can't say try because then that's the mindset. No. Nah. I I have trouble selling. Okay, you might have yesterday, mm-hmm. but why is that the truth today? You literally can change your mindset in, an, in a moment if you choose to. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we get caught in the past and we start thinking, well, I used to, this was so hard on my mom and I couldn't I remember last time I tried that shit. That didn't know. <laughs> like... This is what we're going to do, no matter what. We're raising hundreds of millions of dollars. Like this is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and we're like we
3: I mean that this whole podcast is literally beef. Like that was his whole.
1: But that was the whole thing. thing. I mean, you started at Clubhouse right yeah. because of an intention. Yeah. This web, the web, this doc series that I created. Right. I'm shooting the show. Um, God friended me, where I'm playing a real estate developer. I've been in real estate development for, since 2008. I uh, have a project in Baltimore I'm a partner in. Um, and that's the other thing, too. You mentioned network. I'm partnered with a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of different things. That's what right? I'm saying. But, like, see? let me. I just want to okay. not lose the train of thought. So I'm doing the show God Friended Me. Um, it was an offer. And that's significant only because I had no idea what the show was about. I receive a script. You have an offer to play this role. Okay, I read it. The character saying the things I say in real life. Right. Speaking things into existence. Right. Why is he in real estate? Because he believes in having a seat at the table and building for the community. I'm like, oh, shit. All the shit I talk about. I literally was like, God, I see you. I pushed the, the computer away from me. It was like, mm. I pray. Like, okay, I see you. While I'm shooting the show, I'm shooting at Steiner Studios right here. A friend of mine, Scott Recklers, developing an entire block called The Hall across the street. And I'm thinking, a lot of people walk by film productions. A lot of people walk by development sites. They have no idea how to do either one. So I want to take three of my passions: real estate, filmmaking, and 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 working with young people. I don't know what it's going to be, but I want to combine the three of them. Right. I went and shared that idea with Scott. He said, "I'll fund it." I didn't have mm-hmm. to ask for the money.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then that's how this came about. And so now this is a teaching tool that's going into DOE there's a curriculum being built around it there's wow. a whole community engagement program being a, there's a crowdfunding platform I'm developing so New Yorkers can have equity in the city they live in so if you're growing up in the projects and you only got $20 what platform can you invest in in the city you live in to have some equity right. so you just a sense of pride and ownership of the thing Right. right and so it's all the mindset it goes back to the mindset so and, and the, the last bit you asked the question of if you didn't grow up with a father what do you do yeah. those of us that had the better example it's our responsibility mm-hmm. this is a man that had no example from anybody that looked like him mm. I interviewed his school teacher who's in the 70's now his ninth grade teacher his uh, fourth grade teacher when he was nine who ultimately adopted him as well Jewish family ironically they had the same names as his parents, mother and father's name, Dan and Helen. And wow. Just the way God has worked on this man's life, whatever his journey's supposed to be. But I think it's our responsibility to lead by example, and to be fathers and big brothers and uncles to those that don't have that example. So that's why you know what this, what this doc series is about for me, it's not about putting it on a, a streaming platform. It's about putting it into the schools pulling up at Harlem State Office Building at the Apollo. Communities that have been gentrified. Right. Watch this. Here are stakeholders. You say you want, you're an architect. Oh, we only represent 3% architects? Okay, cool. That's your vision for your life? Talk to my man. Like, cool. Boom. Now you create a pipeline. So, you create a community.
2: So one community. of the things I do is this. When someone comes to me and, and I listen to them, I ask them, what do you want? To, what do you want? Oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. What do you really want? Be selfish. What do you want? Most don't know what they want. So if you don't know what you want, you don't know how to manifest it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I was that child that lived in an abandoned car. Now I'm looking for a home in Pacific Palisades. Speak on it. Anything can happen. Yeah.
3: So it sounds good, it sounds doable, nice and easy, but how much of.
1: Who said it was easy? I'm just saying, like, it's just like,
3: yo, just think about it. No, you're like, think about it. It's going to happen. It. It's going to manifest, yeah. right? And we, we spoke about this a minute ago. So you want to be the
1: For I'm the just, sake of those that are out there?
3: <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just saying because... We have entrepreneurs on this stage all the time and they say, it's easy to start a business. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm it doing that. It is easy to start a business. You ever that's, see that's Jim's, paperwork. you see yeah. his Instagram? Can you finish?
1: Can you follow but listen. Through? He got a business it.
3: every other day, right? But, but, and I'm saying, is he getting, like, can I just go get these looks? Or is he getting the looks because he's Jim? You getting the looks because you're Malik Yoga. You got it Twitter.
1: I didn't it. get First a look. Of all, I was in an abandoned car. Everybody's looking, out looking out at Instagram. Everybody's looking at Instagram. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be the contrarian to say, okay, for those that might think this shit is easy, none of this is easy. No, definitely Being no. black in America is not easy. Being alive, a human in this time is not easy. At the end of the day, it is our mindset mm-hmm. that is going to change the world, change our lived environment. That's what we have to do. Like shift, the, that's why you're doing this.
4: Let's not, let's, let's not forget, these things that we want to accomplish are pretty much easy. Where we started at, we started with a bunch of obstacles to make us think that these things that we want to do are harder than what they are. But once you complete it, how easy it was it to get done? Once you actually sit back and be like, damn, that shit was really nothing. I'm, I'm on right. to the next one. Right. I'm on to something bigger. Right. That was too small. You like, right. digs that so we right. challenge ourselves on right. things because these things are really minimal to right. us, but our complexion put us back so many steps that anything we try feels like Right. Yeah, it just it's feels an uphill like a battle. Uphill, uphill can can battle. I
2: say something to that? Yes, sir. It takes the same amount of energy to chase ten thousand dollars as it does to chase ten million. It's the size of the dream, mm-hmm. and are you going to finish it? What you start, mm-hmm. people are great at talking shit. I'm going to do this. I'm going to show me what you finished. But Execution if you don't know how to do disease.
3: it, if you don't mm-hmm. know how to do it, so you say you had your you had a um, paper route, right? Yes. Your brother started it, right? Yeah. So they, they showed you. They taught you this, right? So you, you had an example. But there, there's a, so
1: many examples, like real estate. I didn't grow up with anybody in real estate. I saw abandoned uh, lots where I grew up. I'm like, why is that like that? I go to school downtown on 76th Street, and I got friends that live on Park Avenue and, and got ha- houses in the Hamptons and country homes. Why is that shit fucked up? Right. So for yeah. me... I want to make it better. I had an intention. I saw a vision. My first development deal was I tried to do. I was 17. Tell me about it. I pitched building a BMX track in Central Park. But with a dude named Pelham Fritz. So here's the thing about this. This is a crazy manifestation story. It's a man named Pelham Fritz who was a friend of my mother's. She says, go meet him. He works with the Parks Department. Um, I forgot his title, but he was an executive. I pitch him this idea. I did all my research: how much acreage I needed to build this thing, how much money it would cost. Central Park is 444 acres. He's a black man, Trini Cat, so he's like doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 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 And at the end, he goes, "Never gonna happen." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "I like your idea, kid, but this is the reason why the New York Conservancy, but all the reasons why big money says no." But he appreciated my hustle. Right? There's a park in Mount Morris Park in Harlem mm-hmm. right now. There's an area which some kids used to tell me was a trail. So I go one day. It's like a little path. Mm -hmm. I start digging in the dirt making jumps. I'm going to build my own park, even though they told me no. And a lot of the kids start coming. I recruit them. You go get tires. You go get a shovel. You go get a bucket. We're building. Here comes somebody from the parks department. All the kids are about to run. I'm like, nah. What are you kids doing? I'm like, do you know who Pelham Fritz is? mm He's your boss. Mm. And he told us we could do this. Mm. What? I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. The guy leaves, he comes back, honks the horn, gives us a thumbs up. Mm. We continue building our little thing. To this day, that building is now named after Pelham Fritz. Get out of here, man. Oh, That's please. a beautiful... That's, I don't know what that means uh, that, But that, a, a mighty thing Happened in took, that part You took that an inch a strong
0: And you had an opportunity And you executed the idea right. In the face of opposition That
1: That's What made
3: you different From the all energy. the kids That wanted to run You was the one That was like I nah.
1: believed Right mm. I gave my teachers My autograph when I was 13 Wow I was like, I'm gonna be famous You should keep this And it wasn't based on Fame, because I had television, I had these dreams about being, I was a Broadway kid, I was a kid that did musical theater, I wanted to be on Broadway. Right. But I, I the, the, <laughs> the dream was, my life matters. That was really the thought. Right.
3: You had people telling you this as a child growing up?
1: I was, I had tell, people telling me, you're going to end up dead or in jail. Mm. Right. I had a seventh grade teacher that made a dunce cap and stuck me in a corner and with a literal fucking, dunce, he wrote dunce on the shit. But, pe- this to, but, but full story cir- full circle stories, that same teacher, Mr. Arias, who did that to me when I was 12. At 20, I used to work for a group called the City Kids Foundation. Right. So my job was going to schools, essentially teaching kids how to think, mm-hmm. right? to dream differently. Like our job was to reduce the dropout rate. So our right. job was to figure out why do you not want to be in school, give you some cool shit that makes you want to stay in school. Right. So Manhattan Center was one of the schools where Dame Dash used to go. My little sister Suhaila went there. Did you go to Manhattan Center? No, a couple bunch of friends of mine Yeah, right Yeah. Cam went there. So, okay. So I'm running this workshop teaching teachers how to communicate with students. I'm 20 years old. I got them standing in a big circle. And there's one disruptive person. And I look, fucking Mr. (laughs) Arias, the same person who made the dunce Dunce cap and sat me in the corner. Of course, I had to blow up his spot. I'm like, so here you are being disruptive. When I was that kid that was just trying to express myself, you put in a corner. And this is the problem, why kids want to fucking drop out because people like you. (laughs) So back to, it's just, you know, when you believe a certain thing, And then you have small, so back to the success thing. It's not about the big success. It's did you do the thing in that moment that you believed was possible? Did you walk, I wanna get some juice over there. I'm going to walk and take one step after another step till I get that juice. Did you finish it? Did you get the juice? Yes. Did you take, eat? don't worry about all the steps. Did you do the first one? Right. Then did you do the
4: second one? And if you do that every day, it compounds. Because everybody can't tell you how to execute. But you in high school, you know you need to graduate. That's the execution of your journey. You know what's the execution of your journey, and everybody's not going to be able to make you execute. You have to execute on your own. Yeah. You're not going to grab your hand and walk you to get the juice. You, you got to you know be I mean? self-motivated. You yes. got to see that. At hey, some at some point, we got to let go of all the, I was raised under these circumstances, and I'm going to change my circumstance and push forward. Like That's where I was at with it. Like I was raised a certain way, and I did have a few people that was in my life, but for the most part, it was the streets that raised me. And it was at some point that I had to figure out how to leave a little bit of that alone if I wanted to further myself in life. And that was something that I did. Nobody couldn't teach me that.
2: One of the other things is...
4: It's been beautiful to watch though, by the way, bro. <laughs> Thank you. For real, man, Thank for you. real.
2: You remember
3: him as a little kid?
4: I don't, I, mainly through, through, yeah, through, through my sister. Through through the family? sister, yeah, yeah, He yeah, was yeah. older. Yeah. He was like, you yeah. know, he yeah. was in this. so I grew up 11, I got 11 9, when I was six you dig yeah. so right. if like, I was, was six he's, a, he's, a, was teen- he's a teenager right, right. he ain't, ain't trying mean? to hang you know? Know? the Bro. gap between yeah. that and right. the teen yeah. is like 30 years you right. know what yeah. I mean so at 10 11 and 12 he's already damn right. near grown 17 yeah. 18 and all that we we never seen we seen yeah. them going by but all the sisters and right. I was all we was all on the second floor yeah
3: so let me ask going back to so you you said something earlier about like oh so if I put this up I put a picture of me or if I share my success, this is goals, right? You're like, oh, why, is, you know, have your own goals, right? But then we also hear...
1: It's not a bad thing inherently.
3: Represent- representation matters, no, so, yeah, right? Yeah, it's and not inherently a bad
1: thing. I'm just simply saying the more to the point is that most people follow. right? That's mm-hmm. really the point I was mm-hmm. trying to get to. Yeah, have goals. It's good for people to see things. I mean, that's why I did the real estate mixtape, right? I wanted to create new goals. I wanted to show new people and create new stars, like bankers and, and interior designers and architects and developers that look like you, women that are your age that look like you, that the building shit right around you in Harlem or East New York, and you don't realize she looks like you. Right. So that little girl can go, I can do that. Right. Right? So that's the, that, that's the you know. Yeah. I want
3: to talk about the mixtape because the, the first night I met you, right, we were at a gala, uh, and I was like, Malik, I got the joke, but I don't know if everybody else in the room got the joke.
1: What was the joke? When I got the people to re- get up off their money?
3: Yeah, I don't remember It was just a different crowd
1: Yeah I, w- I was hosting Yeah exactly And, I, and I, I I, like to separate White Rich white people From their money Correct yeah. Yeah. And, that's <laughs> what, and that's what I'll tell them no, uh, I'll be like I'm here to separate you From your money In that, fact I No yeah, Pick your phone up well, wow. No no That's what I tell them okay. See uh, <laughs> <do it>. So <laughs> exactly. when I'm hosting I'm walking around Like yo I need you to pick your phone up No, Go get up uh, to Donate up. Yeah.
0: Oh and you put them Under that pressure Absolutely Yeah, yeah.
3: And then I remember I went up to you, I was like pitching my services, like I got a business, I want to do film, and you were like So me
1: and my husband.
3: Yes, me and my husband. (laughs) Me and my husband. Full representation. Right. I was like, you starting a business because I had a vision. I always had a vision of like family business. That's what I wanted. That's what
1: you said. Right. And then
3: I was like, Oh, you should you know about this woman, you should meet this woman, blah blah blah. Majora Carter, which we then Well, I
1: told you that I was working on this this documentary about real estate development about my journey so it started with so yeah I want to combine real estate filmmaking and young people so what's the story the story became me doing my first development deal in New York Mm. and I randomly chose seven young people from around the city when I say random like one kid was my busboy he tells me he's a young actor rapper from Harlem he likes to make movies I'm like here's my number hit me up he becomes the star of the film Mm -hmm. his name is Von Thorpe Kid from 115th Street. What? He, yeah, like he's like oh, amazing man. young man. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, one kid was uh, a kid from that where we met mm-hmm. at that Fiverr. Fiverr. Mm-hmm. He he, Randy Lopez, who's a young uh, architect student. He was still in high school. He was 17 at the time. Um, one young lady w- worked in the leasing office of my friend Scott's one of his buildings, and I had a conversation with her, and she said, "My brother wants to be a developer." So I you know, just took them yeah. like that and I had a, men, a mentee I brought along that I would always bring on sets whenever I'm shooting in New York um, and I took them on this journey five weeks from went from the Hamptons to Newburgh they're meeting billionaires and millionaires and just a whole world they've never seen and so as I'm shooting they became more interesting like watching what, the effect it had on them back to what do you do mm-hmm. when they don't have a father you mm-hmm. take them along True. You show them the journey, like in real time. True. And then you film it. And then when you filmed it, you see their evolution. So then I pull myself back. And I'm editing the thing as well. Um, So I pull myself back and push their stories forward. And, you know, I sent you both episodes. Yeah. Did you watch the second one? Of course I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. But
3: what I was saying is it, it was so dope because Majora had just... Got her building and was talking about developing this building.
1: And Now I'm partnering. You were with her.
3: you're partnering with her. You were talking about this film that you, this docu series that you were going to. That play. I hadn't shot yet. Correct. Yes. And so here we are now.
1: And let me let me tell you about manifesting. So when I was shooting this thing, so 2019 was the year that every all the money I made was going to come from my shit, not me being an actor in somebody else's stuff. So other than the reboot of New York Undercover. Uh, um, which we did shoot, which ABC turned down. I was doing my one-man show, Harlem to Hollywood, at the Apollo, I did it twice that year, and then I shot the doc. Um, So that entire year, like I had the idea in October of 2018. So I'm working with my director on Harlem to Hollywood preparing for a show in February at the Apollo. We're in my house rehearsing in December. I said, yo, I got to go to this meeting. I'm going to go get this money. That's the meeting I went to. My friend said, I'm going to fund it without me asking him. Mm. But before I left my house, I told Kevin, I'm going to go get this money. Mm. So that entire year, once I knew I had the money, I was like, okay, I'll just do a documentary. And I'll teach them about filmmaking. And they'll learn about real estate. And then I end up with content and a real estate deal. Mm. So for me, it was like Mm. two-sided hustle. Win-win. Yeah. Right? And then... And then lift a whole bunch of people up that should be honored and respected and seen. And so that entire year, so eight months between having that meeting with Scott and starting shooting in July, I would literally visualize shots. And what, like, it would be, I was telling him this last night, like, the intensity of the focus was on another level. Like, I told him, it's like I was printing money. Like mm. how stuff was just lining up. Mm. Like he and I are in a flow like that right now with stuff all over the place. But it's so important. And so everywhere I went, I ran into real estate people. I just want to say this though, how the deep it was, thing, like, bro. Like everybody all the you see in that thing. Right. Like the dude who introduced me to that to speak at that event is called the Enterprise Gotham Society. Enterprise Partners is a, was actually started by, um, uh, what's his name from Usual Suspect? Ed Burns? Mm. Not Ed Burns. The, uh, Ed Norton, it his grandfather. Uh, they're the largest affordable housing developer in the country. They have a national footprint. They do policy work. They do investment. They do all kinds of stuff. So Maurice Coleman, VP at Bank of America said, I want to position you, as y'all saw me say in the second episode, Mm -hmm. in this community so that people take you seriously. How I met Maurice is because while I was, there's two things I just want to get across. Service and thinking about things and importance of thought, right? Mm -hmm. So always being of service of something bigger than yourself. I was in Dominican Republic supporting um, Big Papi's baseball thing. I run into this woman on the beach from New York. She happens to be in real estate. She says, oh, you're doing the real estate thing? I want to invite you to this conference. I go to the conference. I meet Maurice. Maurice turns me on to this opportunity to speak at this thing. As I said in that clip, the first night we were filming was me speaking at this event. So, two things happened. One, I was of service. Two, I thought it into existence. While I was setting up the show, or the shoot, Everywhere I went, meet my friend. He's a you know right. this one, that one, right. and then that became my cast.
3: Did you ever? And have so to it was
1: like, did I have to what?
3: Did you ever have to work hard to get the money? Because it seems like it's just <laughs> flowing pa- to
1: you. <laughs> For this particular project, no, no. no. Any project. Hell yeah What's that like 90% of them is a bunch of fucking no's You know what There's a bunch of yeah, people well, Like on, nah on, nah on. I'm not I don't Go see ahead. it Can't do it Can't happen It's it. too early No oh, yeah. to But it's the tenacity it. It's the resilience Our is, inheritance As black people Is our
0: resilience This is what I wanted to say Like I had You know I am I love Twitter So I put On Twitter I was like You know uh, You know uh, A vision Without execution Is a daydream beloved You know what I'm yeah. saying And And the one thing that both you and Dan have said is like no matter what circumstance you're under, fatherless, father in the home, eventually you have to make that step. You gotta you just said it. It's like when you make that step, kinda like the universe opens up. And I know my path cause I remember like, when I was a kid, I did some dumb shit. You know, I was selling crack, you know, for no reason. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to, to do, right? you know what I mean? But like, you know, my it mom provided real. everything, but it was just like, yo, that's what everybody doing, it's, it's cool, whatever. I got busted, you know, I had to do like three months, you know what I'm saying, like, during the summer, like, and I thought like, and it was weird, cause like, you know, the, the, the state was like, hey man, we're gonna offer you, you gotta take a F, you do three months, but you could take a year and not get a felony, you know? And I was like, fuck that, I'll take the F. So after that, I was like, yo, I gotta mark on my record. I gotta move different. I can't sign my name on a paper for application. And it kinda set me up for everything, you know? But I had, I had the tenacity to, to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this stop me. Like, I'm gonna knock on these doors. When you talk about you doing 100 million dollar deals, like when I was, I remember being in that cell for that three months, sitting there in that summer, and I had a yellow legal pad, and I put down every idea I had, and they all, everything but the clothing line came true like I said I'm gonna run a
1: network oh did I mention you mentioned clothing line yeah that. I'm sorry
0: I know, I,
1: you,
3: know what? I gotta, oh, you know I gotta be. I wanna say I know we got a wrap soon yeah. cause I know right. you got a jet right can you read that though it just says that. Brooklyn American yeah yeah but I wanna
1: talk so, just, but back to the partnership thing wait a minute
2: one second I, I wanna say something cause I wanna, I wanna get this one pa- you'll get that
1: one moment. Instagram
2: you'll get that one. <laughs> you'll get that one moment. <laughs> did I say it Brooklyn say it again say it again because before we close I just want people to know this Oh. No's don't matter. Yes is a life changing. You're going to always hear no. but You one expect ye- no. But one, one yes. yes.
4: One yes. it change, change your life. One yes. yes. <laughs> so when it comes to
2: hard work and all that shit, everybody works hard. They work to, to, to their death and all that. Learn how to delegate. You can't do everything. I
1: delegate.
3: Because you got a team. But what if you're just by You make a like, team.
1: You make a team.
2: We walk every he, day. We exercise team. every day. <laughs> and you know what happens? Well, tell her what happens.
1: Uh uh. You meet people. Uh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna fucking put me in the spot this gang? Yeah, <laughs> I'm <know>. <laughs> <put me laughs> you you know, gonna fucking know. Let me <laughs> tell you story. Tell a story. No, keep telling stories. Let's keep in
4: mind. Everybody what what we're talking about are people that are, are leaders in the store process. Everybody is not a leader. A lot of people no. are meant to be workers. So Fine. a lot of people won't get this. But the people that are here to help the people that are meant to be workers, they're gonna get it. Totally. Well said.
2: We walk every day for heart health, Mm -hmm. for community, Mm -hmm. for companionship. We we whatever comes out of it comes out of it, but something comes out of it. We shake a tree as we move. At eleven o'clock, Prospect Park, (laughs) every day. We are there doing it. And every time we walk past a tree We're shaking that motherfucker Because every time a leaf falls That's a dollar for us Or mm. a well, possibility of a dollar But to say To start the mindset of Maybe mm-hmm. You've already lost
3: Try there's, there's so many things lost. in this world That's telling you look, look, is, look Of, look, look, of look. course there's things I, But you overcome I, them To be
2: honest with
0: you Like I can't I can't I can't accept that You overcome you know, that I can't accept that You start with I, a defeatist attitude Dude Like it's like what, what, What's the point if you're gonna shut, you're gonna shut your own stuff down. Like you know what I mean. Like
2: do or you don't but, do.
3: But you, but we can't get bank loans, right? We can't get investment.
1: you right. you You're You're a right. like real estate you, developer. You know how difficult you, it is you, to no, raise funds. No, hold on, hard. hold on. I, look, we just built two hundred sixty-two units in Baltimore, right? Yep. That's one hundred fourteen million dollars to do that like the money was raised by black people mm-hmm. was it hard hell no the land was bought in 2004 we didn't put a shovel in the ground until 2017 mm-hmm. stop before you because you listening to respond just take mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. what did i just say
3: that it wasn't hard you got the land in 2004 i did not
1: say that what'd you say you just said i said it wasn't hard
3: you said no, was you it hard to raise money you said hell no
1: i did not say that no yeah, run it back I said it wasn't, Thank no, no, know. listen, listen no, pay. no, let, keep, all right, keep going, keep going. And then you, you get said to my point. you
3: didn't put a shovel in the ground for until, no, what
1: I said is we got the land in 2004 yeah. yeah. and we didn't put a shovel into the ground until 2017.
3: Yes, I heard that.
1: So just do that math. Yep. When you talk about tenacity.
3: Right, that's 13 years.
1: Before you can put a shovel in the ground. Yes. Think like, about that. I feel you, this but was, there's this, a lot of people so are feeling just,
3: with their back against the wall, and they're like, so, "Well, you I know
1: don't what?" Have to those people, years. you can just say that. Look, you got
0: to step off the porch sometime. Yeah, you know, you got to take that step. Like, there's no excuse. I, I can't sit here and and hear somebody say, "Well, I can't." I'm like, "Well, you did you try?" Yeah, Can't, that I think we made whole, that point whole, though. Like, I think we she? made that no, point. I'm totally, totally fair. I know you are. I'm
1: you totally there Add scene. Add scene. Cut <laughs> the bullshit. 13
4: years might seem like a long time, but in actuality, when we sit down and think about a lot of shit that we want to get done, 13 years pass, and you think back, like, damn, I should have started this 13 <laughs> years ago. ago. Right, back, right. You I did? Mean, and then how, right. how, how much does that happen? Yeah, all the time. So, all mean, right. verbiage is everything.
2: I
3: feel you. So you have a wealth of experience. You've done so many things. You had, I know you had a icy, uh, icy car. All of this stuff. Like You've done had a, you had lot, a, had a lot a, of, a lot a of hustles. You did, uh, had a marketing company, marketing, had a record
1: company, all of this stuff, fashion right? business, tell tech me, business.
3: Tell me, Mr. Yoba, what are some of the...
1: And you know what? The cheat codes. What,
3: what was something I just want to say
1: this. Most of, the, most of what I have done, I have not succeeded at. Thank you. You mm-hmm. kept trying. I've put he more energy into the things that have not worked mm. than the things that have worked.
3: So how'd you get your bread? Where'd the money come yeah, but from? So, but,
1: but there's the 80-20 rule. Because 20 it is rule. about money. Here's the 80-20 rule, like, right? Speak on there's it. A, there's speak on a point where, where 20% of your success is a result of 80% of your effort right mm-hmm. then there's a point where 80 percent of your success is 20 percent of your effort right mm-hmm. that's where we are entering that space so you ask about when things happen easier sometimes because of the inertia that's created by success mm-hmm. it can take care of itself that's why people get mad. why do they give rich people more money exactly. you already got money exactly because you've created the success and people will bank on you, you yes. yes. you you are a source yes you are tapped in yes Right. And so the the whole point is tapping in. You Here's know, your I,
2: bank right there. Here's your bank. Here's your bank. This is your network. Yeah. Right. Everyone should have everyone else's number. Do mm-hmm. hey, You know how to get to this. You know how to get to that. That's how it happens. Mm-hmm. But right. if you keep going to the same, you keep fishing in the same pond, you're going to keep catching the same fish. Mm-hmm. Right. Spread
0: We don't need that tilapia
2: Spread <laughs> Wait <laughs> Before
3: you go
0: Malik.
1: It's, Is it three yet? It's right. almost, almost I know. Three. Almost three The keys
3: is on me Is the car ordered The keys the, the car, is car downstairs probably you Got you Ready baby so, Yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you know Before no, wait, you go wait, wait, We gotta wait, have wait, a toast like, but Real but quick Is that all ready? Yeah
0: we yeah. can do that Or cloud water? <laughs> do y'all, do y'all <laughs> yeah, take a taste? Oh, I have
3: take, this is good. Well, can I Change get that one, try, please? You have a taste, I all
0: right, man, cool, cool, water, cool. Man. But, like, seriously, though, like, you know, it, huh. it, we talk about they all the time, right? Yes, sir. But when we talk about they, you got to understand, they plans for 100 years. That's 50 right. years. We plan for tomorrow. Maybe not even. Right. You know? So it's all about the mind state.
4: Tomorrow? Shit, we plan for right now. We don't have a plan. That's the problem with us. Like, we don't know how to sit down and actually make a plan for ourselves to have a two, three, four, five-year plan. We don't know nothing about that. What did I tell you
0: when we started this whole mission? I said the goal is to have something that'll last for 100 years. I said, I don't want to go to J.P. Morgan base on Bank. I want my own bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to be like dead and gone and people go to the bank The beef, Jones, Bank of America to pull out loans and develop properties because I don't think Disney should exist anymore. I don't think J.P. Morgan should exist anymore. Do something about it. You know, and I'm doing it. We are. You doing it. You don't think they should exist? I I, I don't. I don't. I I want mine to exist. I'm putting more of my energy into creating my institution than giving more money to them. You know, and that's my mind state. Like the word "no" never stopped me. The F on my back, I should get that shit as a chain and a pendant and put it on my chest. I wear that as a badge. Like, nothing can stop me. Like, I'm the king of manifesting anything I want. I failed, like, that snowboard company never got off the ground. That's the management a Management company, not, all that stuff never got Bring off the back. ground, but it got me here. Bring it back. Yeah. It's I all
1: steps. Oh, because
3: you need step. money. In certain yeah, listen, we, bit, we, right? listen. Yeah, you know I'm just messing with you. I know you up, are. Right?
1: Okay. You you being a contrarian for those out there that, that no, the cuz I got people that are doubting
0: yeah. Yeah. it, but my whole thing is like, fucked out. You know, do straight Thank up, you. fucked out. All right. That's why I roll with him.
1: All right. I get thank y'all for the opportunity to come on here. and uh, Well, thank
2: y'all, everybody, sure? for coming my by. Social is Go ahead, social. Yes, my, come on. So, they call me Danny Boy at uh, Instagram. Danny Dan, Boy. Dan Pearson. They call me Danny Boy, one
1: word. Movie.
2: Mr. Yeah,
0: Malik. what's up when that movie dropped? Like, what's going on? Man, yeah, now,
1: man, we're in pre-production right now. Mm. I want to see it So, so when that drops You come
3: back And we'll I talk, wanted, I, wanted I, know. Want talk yeah. so I want to talk About the finance I want to talk about The business of movie making Okay Okay Because I know It's not easy You gotta
1: Not easy at all no, Exactly uh, d- not. Let's not get it twisted But the joy Is in the journey Yes, like it is. It's like oh, manifesting things in your, in your, your life. Journey. The joy is in the journey. That gives you the wind beneath, because you're like, I did it, I did it, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I all say that now also, from your nice million
3: dollar homes the and shit, when you in your one homes. bedroom apartment, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway. He oh. was in the
4: car. car He was downstairs. in the car a <laughs> All right
2: what's the, How do y'all put his thing <laughs> out? I, 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 I got you um,
4: As we wrapping up uh, Mining Diamonds uh, The show where we get All in your business Because we are all about business I just want to thank My special guests For coming by today uh, Malik Yoba And Danny Dollars you look forward To watching his movie It'll be out soon um, And all <laughs> Danny <laughs> Dollars Danny <laughs> Yo. boy <laughs> <Christian>. <laughs> but You big Christian Jim you Just changed Got to change put a little twist name. on it Danny boy This is it's, it's the real handle. Um, But appreciate y'all for coming by. Appreciate y'all for enlightening the people, giving them something to think about, giving them some game on this business. We all about financial uh, literacy and te- teaching people the real definition of generational wealth. So thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Us. That's thank beautiful.
3: Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Yopin. We out.
4: Thank, thank you. Let's
1: go. Danny right. Dollars. I like that. Right. Danny
3: Dollars. <laughs>